0: is thomas
1: and i'm simon pain episode 13 i'm going for a spooky a yeah spooky, i kind of
0: uh, picked up on the spookiness there yeah um, i'm hoping you did
1: are you chilled
0: yeah i'm i'm, I'm chilled to the core like i've touched like a shiver up my spine as you spoke <laughs> and the ambient temperature of the room almost seemed to dip like several degrees it was it was freaky man and I'm sure that's an experience that the listeners at home have all also Possibly. experienced.
1: I have that. Well, probably if they're women.
0: It's <laughs> uh, well, you, your main thing, chilling women to the bone.
1: Yeah. Well, like I, my my voice sends chills up the spines of women. <laughs> is what
0: I was going for,
1: but but actually, it kind of paints me out to be like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> I've realised recently that I'm a creepy supporting character from a sitcom. Right. So I moved into this new house. Yeah. Yeah. I've got an awesome attic room. I really like attic rooms. I think it's because I grew up in one. When I transitioned from being like a child into being a teenager, I was living in an attic room. So I think that of part of that, it feels homely and safe. and I And I kind of feel more comfortable in one. So I took this attic room. And for a while I've been the only person living in this house, but the landlady's found three more people to move in who are all girls in their mid-twenties. And I haven't met any of them yet. Two of them have moved in, but they've gone on holiday together because they're mates. Yeah. Um, And I'm thinking that when all three of these girls have moved in, they're going to be, like, hanging out in the house, and I'm (laughs) going to be living in the fucking attic. (laughs) Like, coming down from the attic every now and again to cook food. And like, oh, here comes creepy Simon.
0: Uh, there's it like it's kind of oh that's that's weird. Loads of costume supplies are exactly stored yeah. out of your attic. That's for me. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. And um, and my friends at work have been saying that I should shuffle about the house like I've like my bone structure's all wrong and like that's... and wince at natural light. <laughs> are they caught? Um, I don't know because I haven't met any of them yet. They've just uh, moved their stuff in when I've not been around because I've right. been quite busy at the weekends recently. Just not been in the house and it's yeah i basically if this was a if this was a film i'd be played by either seth green or seth rogan <laughs> which is not someone, great
0: some, someone Seth do you really think you'd be i uh, i right, reckon but, no, yeah
1: seth green probably you or, seth. or
0: maybe i don't know i can't see him being the kind of creepy guy who lives in the attic
1: what seth green
0: yeah no i, I you don't think so no i don't think so I think you're miscasting him now.
1: You think? Well, who do you reckon would it would play the creepy oh, guy who lives what? in the attic?
0: I can't got a picture in my mind of a guy, but I can't think who it is. Um...
1: Oh, also, like if they ever poke their head into my room just to see what's going on, it's an attic room, so it's like door a door that leads directly to stairs that wind around a corner, so you can't actually see my room at all from the door. But what you can see is a small wardrobe, which at the moment has on top of it three anime girl
0: figures. Wait
1: for it, wait for it. Three of them, yeah, all from the same series. Well, that's
0: really fucking weird straight off. I mean, you are like, with that, you are the creepy guy in the attic already, yeah. yeah. Also,
1: also behind those, a Force FX lightsaber,
0: (laughs) that's kind of A heavily
1: converted Nerf gun, (laughs) and a Portal 2 lithograph in a frame. Those are the only things you can see. Near the stairs from the bottom, from the door at the bottom.
0: Man, yeah, I definitely move those like anime figurines. Um, you know, possibly onto eBay or something. Shut the out fuck of up. your life. No, I think they're <laughs> cool. I don't care. I like them. They're not.
1: <laughs> Shut up, man. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. But but what do I do now? I can't be like aggressively social because that's gonna be really weird.
0: At some point, ask if they want a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's
1: a that's a good common ground, but don't do it in a creepy way.
0: Yeah, do you want to? It's like, oh, I'm just uh, boiling the kettle. Do you want a cup of tea? Yeah. Bam.
1: Keep it, keep it nonchalant. That's fine. Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, I and mean, then you can have a cup of tea and like. And so, like, what do you do anyway? I and mean, then you get in conversation. Yeah, no, everything will be fine, and, and everything's fine. That's, yeah, that's, but, that's how you interact with uh, in, in normal studies. So, I know how to. Not <laughs> yeah, I, know. Do that I was just like, wait, that's really weird. I'm kind <laughs> of giving you advice on yeah. how to speak to people, which you're quite good at. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm perfectly. It's just yeah. that, like, this
1: is going to be an interesting situation for as long as I want it to be an interesting situation.
0: I guess so. Yeah, I've. I, yeah, I suppose look, I've never been in a situation where I've had to live with people. Like, Like, the only time I've ever had to live with people I don't know is in my first year, like, Freshers Week, and that's not a normal social situation. Yeah, exactly.
1: Also, another thing, the way that the house is set up, like, I think that the attic room is converted out of what the old attic was, so the house was never really made to have a full room in the attic. So, as a result, if you open my door fully, it blocks the route between two of the rooms and the bathroom, so basically, if I time things incorrectly, I can simultaneously trap one of the girls outside of their room in a towel as they leave the shower. <coughs> I have to make sure I never do that.
0: Please, please don't do that. Does I'm going to that... do
1: my best not to do that.
0: Yeah, and, unless you can get a laugh track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only way that can work. It's and like, then
1: say something awkwardly about Tony Stark, and everything will be fine. They'll be, yeah, oh, it,
0: you're one of those Big
1: Bang guys.
0: Yeah, but what will happen is, like, it's, it's you'll catch in there, and the audience will go, "Oh," and then you'll say something nerdy, and they'll be like, ha, 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 "And that'll be fine." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, good.
1: Okay. I'll just, I'll have, to, I'll just remember I'm in Big Bang Theory, and everything yeah. will be fine.
0: Just carry around like a dictaphone with audience effects on it. It'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would be amazing, but would not make anything any less terrifying. <laughs> like if I walked into a room and was like, "Sure, is hot in here today," and then just press a button on the dictaphone and it plays canned laughter,
0: or just like, yeah, or just when people c- come into the room, play a little thing which just have people applauding instead. Woo!
2: Like,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: are you a sociopath? <laughs> no, I'm. a am I'm, I'm the main character in the sitcom of life.
0: I'm just a funny, wacky guy. I'm just a
1: wacky guy.
0: Like I, there's one thing I do want to talk about. Um, is um, we talked that I think was it a couple of weeks ago. We talked about nature and basically how nature lifted us up.
1: Yeah, yeah. With yeah. our with with our soon to be announced movie that we're currently producing.
0: Yeah, the uh, screenplay's taking a little bit longer than I thought it would. You know, I've got some other projects on, but you know, we're we're, we're getting there. Um, I'm sure we'll have something up. You know, you know, up soon to give to the studios. Um, hopefully, hopefully. Um, but anyway, um, I thought because of that, I would quite want to do some other nature stories just to mm-hmm. sort of, you know, and I think an- animals are always good, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so um, our first my first story this week is a playful seal sparks lifeboat alert off Cuden Beach. Uh, lifeboat crews were called to report of two people in trouble in the English Channel off East Sussex. Fa- um, and they found a man swimming with a playful seal. Amazing. Dover Coast Guard was alerted after a woman had reported seeing one person struggling in the sea and another shouting for help off Cooton Beach. The alert prompted a response from the Eastbourne and Hastings inshore RNLI lifeboats at about 8.30 British summertime. The RNLI said the incident was launched as a false alarm with good intent. Is the best bit. Yeah. This is the quote from the Life* man. When the volunteer crews arrived on the scene, it was discovered that the early morning swimmer had found he was swimming with a playful seal and was so thrilled with the experience that he couldn't help but yell out with sheer joy.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. It's such an adorable story. He wasn't shouting for help. He was just shouting because he was so overawed with the playful capriciousness of nature.
0: Yeah, I've, I'd like I like honestly like reading when I first saw that story, it literally put a smile on my face. I was yeah. like, oh, nature. Yeah. Because let's face it, if I if you were out swimming in the English Channel and a and a, and a playful seal came up to you, probably also like be extremely happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be I'd be really happy. And
1: also, a seal is probably one of the least threatening of the marine animals to come across.
0: Yeah, because like I mean, a, like a playful porpoise or something would be equally adorable, but they're quite big, so like, yeah, 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 kind of worried. I don't want to get too close to it because no. it might sort of knock me under in its playfulness. But no, yeah. a seals like a, a seals like a a puppy or something. Basically, yeah. it's like a Jack Russell of the, the sea.
1: <laughs> the seal, the Jack Russell of the sea. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that's their new tagline. Yeah, that's that
1: how we're going to market
0: seals now. Yeah, I am working in Seal PR
1: now. That's my new <laughs> job. No, I kind of like. I, I imagine you more as a Seal defense lawyer. <laughs> a Seal's been fingered for for like a double murder, yeah, a, a double homicide at sea. Are you like, how can you, how can you accuse my client of that kind of crime? Seals like the Jack Russells of the sea, and everybody in the jury goes, "Oh, I've never." Yeah, I never I've never actually thought of, thought that. of them like that. He's, he's really concisely summed up how how adorable how I, seals yeah, are. He's, he's
0: really summed up exactly how I feel um, I feel about seals. Yeah, I mean, re- really, it's a good metaphor. Yeah. it's
1: a good metaphor. <laughs> it's a good, good metaphor. G. <laughs> we rule the defendant not guilty, and the seal claps its fins together and goes, "Oh, oh,
0: oh. yeah." <laughs>
1: That's our second
0: movie. Yeah. Seal lawyer. I think that I I I see that more as a as a sort of tea as an ongoing serial. Yeah, like a a crime procedural in which I defend. I I think not just seals. I think other marine mammals. Yeah, yeah. By day, a famous city lawyer. By night, a marine biologist. That would be amazing. (laughs) You'd
1: have to give it like a a good name, like a snappy, a a snappy kind of like uh, like a pun, a punny name
0: yeah i'm trying to think of some like some like law or court like something yeah. there must be like some sort of like legal seal or something you know like a like a, 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 yeah, a yeah yeah but i can't think of, i the can't
1: seal of judgment
0: yeah something, something like, like that, that. So, yeah, the seal of justice that,
1: that the seal of justice but that makes you sound like you're like maroon like makes you're, me sound you're like a seal. seal yeah like that's vigilante the seal yeah,
0: which also sounds good, but like in a different way. That's like a kids <laughs> T V show. So, you know, that's that's nat- man and nature um work kind of getting together and working beautifully as a single joyous unit, both in the sense of swimming and uh, legal pr- procedure. Yeah. Um of course, unfortunately, you know, I, you know, we have to look at both sides of a coin. Um yep. And so uh, sometimes nature and man doesn't get along is in this case, which uh, has the headline, Nepalese snake bites man. Man bites snake to death. <laughs> this is uh, about a Nepalese man, the 55-year-old uh, Mohammed Salmo Maya, who age 50, um, I said he was 55, didn't I? Who mm-hmm. yeah. he, um, he used his teeth to kill a cobra after being enraged by the reptile's audacity in biting him first.
1: That's amazing. Like I love the idea. Like because if you get bitten by a snake, usually your response is to, "Oh my god, like I've been bitten by a poisonous snake." That's whereas funny. this guy just went.
2: And
0: just I, grabbed it and started yeah. biting into it. Like, yeah, I, that's the thing. Like, yeah, if I was bitten by a snake, I'd first, like, I'd probably, like, kick off the snake and yeah. then I'd freak the fuck out and try and get to a doctor as soon as possible. But, yeah, yeah. he just like, grabbed the snake and, like, gnawed it to death. It's, it's like, like, you like... bite me, I'll take this. It's
1: like that. There's a, there's a story about a crazy Chinese general who during the unification of the Three Kingdoms was shot in the eye with an arrow and his response was to pull the arrow out along with his eye and just bite his eye off the arrow and smile at the opposition. <laughs> like, that's just insane. Like yeah. Like, you just fucked with the wrong man. <laughs> <laughs> Not only am I going to pull the arrow out, I'm going to eat my own eye off of it. And then yeah. he wore a badass eye patch for the rest of his general generalhood.
0: General ship. G-
1: general, general, don't fuck with me. <laughs> yeah, just,
0: just, just generally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whammy. Anyway, so yeah, he he bit for, he gnawed the snake to death essentially, um, and it, apparently he's like he went to he went to the village hospital after that, and they said you know he's, he's, he was going to be fine and apparently wasn't an endangered snake, so he's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it's, cool. Fi- it's fine for him to bite a snake today I think
1: you have the right to i think even if it's an endangered snake like they can't hide behind diplomatic immunity that's yeah. not how it works it can't be like die hard like, just
0: yeah the, around. Yeah, say just made the snake like, like the snake pulled Nasan and sort of sort sort refuge at an endless...
1: so, sort of diplomatic immunity in a, in a nearby gecko consulate. The <laughs> like, no, nah, it's fine. Our regime supports him.
0: Yeah, and his right to bite people's and ankles, and his
1: right right to bite people's ankles and get other snakes in trouble, but then reap all the glory. <laughs>
0: Definitely. But I, like the best thing about one of the best things about this story of what Rails is kind of like it's got like just a picture of a snake. <laughs> Basically, the picture of the snake does look like it's just gone. Oh shit! <laughs> shit! <laughs> shit. How do you, like hissing? Like shit! Yeah, like shit! Like this, <laughs> yeah. this
1: has gone horribly awry.
0: This is not what I had in mind. <laughs>
1: I was hoping he'd just fuck off, but
0: but instead he's he's like
1: he's coming at me with his mouth agape.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I kind of like the idea. I I I kind of think you think this guy's like been bitten by a few snakes. And it was like, right, this is it. I'm, I'm, I've had enough of their bullshit. now.
1: I like to imagine that snakes bit his family to death, and this was like, <laughs> I and and it was some kind of snake crime gang, and this was yeah. the the godfather of the of the snake crime gang.
0: No, mm. I, I I think this was just this was just like a lowly um, snake street thug. He he's he's working his way up to the boss, you know,
1: like Marvin Sin City. Yeah, like, exactly. He's killing his way to the top.
0: Killing his way to the top. And eventually he's going to fight the King Cobra.
1: Which which isn't an actual King Cobra. It's like a massive King Cobra who wears a crown and can speak English. Yeah. He, he speaks he, English with a really affected accent like Ben Kingsley.
0: Yeah, he wears a... He, does he wear a crown? I kind of, I kind of picture him like being dressed like the Godfather. Yeah, like, no, like the snakes wearing like the, wearing, a like, a the tuxedo. Tuxedo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and eventually, Mohammed um, Ma is going to, going to reach him and, and get vengeance for his slain family.
1: These, these are we, we should make all of these <laughs> movies.
0: Our own production company, just yeah. dedicated to making movies about animals. A
1: ridiculous animal. Like we'll call it like Animal House Pictures.
0: Yeah, that's probably we,
1: already been taken. That's we might we might get in trouble for that. Something yeah. like that. We'll call it we'll call it like some kind of like animal related pun name and we'll just make loads of movies about animals. <laughs> have we'll we have gra- a we'll have a periodical on um on MSNBC yeah. called Sea Court or something like that where you defend sea, sea mammals. <laughs>
0: Yes, that's um, good. I like that. sequel. And then
1: <laughs> we're gonna make that movie about the escape from the
0: Escape from the German zoo. Yeah, um, the, the motley band of animals escaping from the German zoo. Yeah. And um and yeah, one get about um snake crime gangs.
1: It's gonna be like Ong back, but with about eighty to ninety percent more snakes. <laughs> Imagine that, like trying to pitch that to like Disney or Rub um, Disney. Disney'd have it. They love animal pictures. No, did like like yeah, Universal I, no, this, Fox. I
0: think, I think this would be an HBO show, the like, um the the, the the one with the guy like fighting against the, the snake gangs. Yeah. I think that's an HBO because yeah. it's like a bit more gritty and violent, you know. And okay. I don't wanna I don't wanna sacrifice our artistic integrity. No, that's true. But we could that, call that, it like
1: blood and snakeskin. <laughs> Or just or just snakeskin, colon, Snakes. blood I, in the sand. <laughs> yeah, I think snakeskin's a good name. For it. Just call it snakeskin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Like, on, man.
1: Yeah. You can start off like that.
0: No, definitely. We're we'll definitely selling. Yeah, I can't do my voice. Before we give up on the animal things, I do have a, another, another animal story, about our final animal story of this week. Um, mm-hmm. In this segment of the show, yeah. my final animal story, is, um, it's also our science story because, you know, we like to discuss science. Um, yeah. every week. Um, and this is a report a group of Japanese scientists at the Primate Research Institute of Kyoto uh, University have given gibbons a bunch of helium. They've pumped them through of helium and made them sing.
1: That's amazing,
0: and in in doing so, they discovered that just like humans, helium also gives gibbons squeaky voices.
1: <laughs> but you don't need to like. That's not a test you need to do because that you getting a squeaky voice from helium is a is a property of physics. It's not something to do with it doing something weird to your lungs or your your vocal cords.
0: Yeah, basically, it's just like the most pointless. It's like so. It, I'll, re, I'll do the story. Gibbons are social animals and quite like singing. Now it turns out the small apes are actually using the same vocal techniques as their big brothers, humans, and have all the skill of the best opera singers. Probably not true. No, probably not true, but carry on. on. Japanese scientists tested the effects of helium gas on Gibbons calls to find out how much their singing changed when their their voices sounded abnormally high-pitched. Much to everyone's surprise, the gibbons can amplify the ha- higher sounds by adjusting the shape of their vocal tract, including the mouth just like professional singers. So basically, they gave bunch- he- he- um, gibbons a bunch of helium, they pumped them full of helium. Yep. Their voices went a bit squeaky, and the gibbons were like, "Oh, my voice sounds a bit squeaky. I should probably probably do something to offset that."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good science right there, guys. Good, good work. Good
0: science, Takeshi Nishimura of <laughs> Primate Research Institute of Kyoto University.
1: Is his name actually Takeshi Nishimura?
0: That's the name of the guy. He's. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a quote. Our data indicate the acoustic and, f- and physiological mechanisms used in su- a gibbon singing are analogous to human soprano singing, a professional operatic technique. No. <laughs> and then,
1: and then they got a guy in a terrifying mass to chase them through a hexagonal maze, <laughs> and made them walk along a really thin bridge whilst firing footballs at them.
0: Um, intriguingly, the picture to illustrate this article is a Gibbon walking across a very small bridge, a very mm-hmm. narrow bridge. So you might be onto something. Else. It might just be that that General Takeshi off of Takeshi's castle is torturing Gibbons. how, how like, terrifying would that be though if you rocked up? What, basically humans won't go to Takeshi's castle anymore now that yeah. they've realized that it's impossible to win yeah and so he's getting Gibbons instead.
1: Yeah, but but thinking about it, if if like Takeshi's Castle as a name is kind of like you you understand that that's kind of jovial and stuff. If you rename Takeshi's Castle, Takeshi's Castle and Scientific Research Institute, <laughs> nobody's going anywhere near that place. Uh, We've learned this lesson. We learned this lesson a long time ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, I don't think Takeshi's Primate Research Institute has as much. so It doesn't roll off the tongue as much. <laughs> it I mean, sounds I have, so sinister. Like, <laughs> Takeshi's primate research institute. It would like
1: just Takeshi's castle and primate research institute <laughs> is even worse. Talking of science stories, I've got some pseudoscience science so- stories. As it's the thirteenth episode, well, there's been a fortuitous twist. I wasn't actually, aware, I, I hadn't really thought about it being the thirteenth episode, but um, yesterday, well, this is You're
0: kind of the magic. Basically. This Basically, is like no, no, no. We we prepare all of this like a week or, or at least in advance. Everything is, is planned. Everything's planned really carefully.
1: We have the Illuminati send us the news early so we can get everything set up. Yeah, we knew about Julian Assange like about a year ago, essentially because we've been yeah, planning this for so yeah. long.
0: Yeah, we, yeah we, we knew about – I mean, we, we've really got the play-by-play book and how this is all going to end. And, yeah.
1: yeah, also, you wait and until I, – I don't,
0: I don't mean Assange, I mean the world. Yeah.
1: Like, you get, to, you get to December this year, shit's going to pop off, but not in the way
0: you expect. Yeah, we probably shouldn't go into it, you know. It we want to keep our sources, yeah, you know. yeah. So. yeah.
1: yeah. Let's we'll keep that quiet. Anyway, so yeah. um, I was driving back to, um, to Nottingham, where I live, last night from my girlfriend's. Um, yeah, obviously, bank holiday weekend. Spent a long weekend together. Very nice, and
0: yeah, sorry, I forgot, forgot it was a bank holiday. That does make sense. Yeah, yeah, of
1: course. You don't you don't have a job, so every know. every day's a bank holiday every a weekend bank for you. Holiday. Yeah, it must be it must be lovely. So I am driving back up. I am not jealous. I am driving back <laughs> up, and what I like to do when I am driving in my car, especially quite late at night, because it seems like the radio in general late at night kind of phones it in. All of the big names anywhere are, are back at home. They don't want to work the graveyard shift. You occasionally pick up the odd interesting up and comer, but generally, generally late night, I'm talking like 10 o'clock onwards. It's usually trance music or, or n- not much else. On yeah. The radio.
0: Yeah. No, it, like trance music and pre-recorded documentaries. Yeah. Are stable. That, <laughs> that's
1: basically all you get. Yeah. So I'm driving back. I left her house at about half past 10 at night, got back to mine at about midnight. Um, I was lucky enough to tune into On Free Radio, which is a commercial radio station, which is, I believe, broadcast from the Coventry area. I tuned into a talk radio show called The Sanctuary, which runs late night on weekends. I think it's only Mondays, or it's one of those things where it's like Sundays and bank holidays. And the topic last night was uh, the paranormal they were, they were talking about premonitions, but obviously they had, they had quite a few ghost stories come in as well. Yeah. I can't really explain to you how much fun driving back home up the M1 is while you're <laughs> listening to a talk radio show about the paranormal based in the Midlands of England.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. So a lot of people are very sort of strong, good of Midlands accents. Yeah, yeah.
1: it kind but- of, it made me very proud to be British because it's quite the weird combination of of skepticism and credulity that that combines in the british psyche like like that everybody seems to start their stories off with i know this sounds stupid i kind of don't believe it myself but here's what happened <laughs> it, instead of like the whole kind of like american ghost hunting thing where everybody believes absolutely everything that everybody seems like they they kind of know that it's possible that they might have just minorative. imagined
0: it yeah 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 yeah. but they so still want to share
1: it because like here's a really fucked up story like it might not be true but it's but it's still a, quite a fucked up story and i'd like <laughs> to share it with you also there was uh you know amongst some of the listeners and the uh the the lady chairing the show there was a you know a, a bit of a lack of intelligence maybe obviously yeah. this kind of subject well there are people who describe themselves as spiritual but not religious, which kind of, to begin with, kind of annoys me. Like, I think I'm a very I spiritual think... person. What's, it, what that what's, that, what's that mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, so you're interested in crystals, is yeah, basically. Basically, what you're yes. telling me is, yeah. <laughs> is you, is you, like, you like crystals and wind chimes. That's yeah, your bag. And
1: you don't really understand what it is, but you read in Grazia that Madonna's into it. <laughs> so, to right off the bat, they were doing, oh, it's a paranormal show. We've got some sound effects for you. Remember, we used to do the whole, here's our gimmicky sound effects thing on student radio? Yeah, yeah.
0: When, when we used to do breakfast radio and drive time and do like, yeah, yeah. be like actual radio DJs. Yeah, they were, they, they were doing that,
1: but, but they're a commercial radio station. So already we kind of know the calibre. It's basically, yeah. it's a similar calibre of quality to the calibre of quality that we adhere to as student radio DJs, i.e. not a huge amount of quality. Um, well, wow. <laughs> well, we were always praised for our, <laughs> for our quality on the radio, but generally quality control on student radio, not so great. No, not so high, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not so great. So to begin with, she was trying to get them to do thunder and lightning sound effects. She's like, we've got some thunder sound effects for you. And there's a the sound of thunder. She's like, where's the lightning sound effects? Where's the lightning sound effects? And the sound man's like, um, we don't thing. have any lightning sound effects. Because he doesn't really want to explain to her on air why that's not really a thing. Like, where's the lightning? Come on, find the lightning for me. We've got There's thunder, no... but no lightning. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's difficult to explain. Um, thunder is the sound of lightning. Uh, that's how it works. Yeah, but it happens afterwards. She actually said, she actually said lightning must have a dis- different sound because thunder happens after lightning. And you can almost hear the sound guy in his head going, oh, okay, so you've you've missed out on a big section of basic physics here. <laughs> so, you know, sound travels slower than light, so the lightning... Just, don't worry, don't don't think about it. We don't have any lightning sound effects, I'm very sorry. But they had, like, people calling in. You had the standard, like, I lived in a crazy house when I was a kid, and loads of freaky stuff happened when I was a kid, which is something I always struggle with, because, like, you're a kid, so obviously those, those memories have been magnified in your mind. But there yeah. was some... Some pretty interesting stories. Stories about like kind of I saw a ghost when I was a child. Um, one guy rang in though with mm. an interesting question that I'd like to pose it to you, Gene. All right. So in lieu of the Sunday surgery, we've got kind of cranky Midlands but, yeah, late in, night talk show. So, so
0: instead of Tuesday surgery, we're doing the thirteenth episode surgery, yeah. Yeah. which is
1: the so, Yeah. Here's a question. Hmm. Do insects make ghosts?
0: Um, now I just want to understand the phrasing here. It's um, it's not that our ghosts, as we currently them, they're not like constructed out of a pile of insects.
1: No, that right. would be fucking terrifying. Oh saying... my god! Please don't make me think about that. Like what? Like like a guy who died in like like amongst loads of locusts, and now he harnesses their bodies to enact his will from beyond the grave.
0: What? But like the comic book character for locust? Yeah. Yeah. Um no, I was actually thinking of basically like a sh- a sheet full of like um like um, fireflies. Not those crappy like ghost costumes, like just a sheet with some ice cut out of it. But it's like the like, so fireflies. By, but it's been carried by by like um fireflies, so it's close.
1: So a group of so a group of fireflies for Halloween have like mobilised <laughs> and, <laughs> and pretended to be a ghost to freak humans that- out. Like but come it- on,
0: lads. Yeah, is that what he meant?
1: No, 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 he, no, no. Can insects? Can a group of intelligent, community-based in- insects organize themselves so that they can actually create a ghost outfit? <laughs> Which is an awesome thought. And I think that if there's any insects out there listening, you know, you yeah. might be any flies yeah. on the wall. Yeah, and
0: please feel free to do that, and you know, send yeah. in a photo. Send in a photo. This is me and the guys uh,
1: down, uh, um, down, down by the. Uh, by Stonehenge during the solstice. Uh, we're just uh, fucking with the druids. Look, will o wisps. Nah, it's just us and the boys. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I mean, you've come, you've come a long way. Respect. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to disrespect your religion. I mean, it's a religion. I'm not going to be that kind of guy. But we're just fucking with you. Yeah,
0: just, like, we're just messing
1: around. Just be done. <laughs> we've, we've had a couple. Not going to lie. <laughs> Steve. this is uh, uh this is Nigel and Barry Well, uh, yeah. we've got um the ladies are over there that's uh that's Susan yeah. and uh Jerry's that's wife's here as well you're right,
0: okay. so, like, yeah. just... all, right. all
1: right Deborah <laughs> we're just uh we're just having a bit of fun anyway you uh you get back to yes, you really yeah
0: cool. carry on yeah <laughs> lovely <laughs> night have a good one no <laughs> It wasn't that. That, That's not what he was asking.
1: Because that's so much better.
0: (laughs) What he was asking then, I take it, was if insects die, do they leave ghosts behind? (laughs)
1: Yeah, basically, he thought he was being haunted by a spider. Which is oh which is which is so perfect because spiders ain't insects, but they' not worry about that. That's a minor
0: oversight. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, just, that's just one minor oversight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, right, you're to have to. How is he, how is this spider haunting? Him? So basically. He's
1: a bit of an arachnophobe, like not, not badly, but like, you know, spiders are crazy weird. Everybody yeah, some, some
0: people don't like spiders. So I get yeah, like that. So,
1: so he sees a spider in his room and it freaks him out and he kills it, as, as a lot of people would do. Crushes it with like a roll up newspaper and it's a big spider, like, a, you know, like a house spider or something.
0: I wouldn't do that to a spider. I think that's cruel. Cool. No, no, um, like, yeah, yeah, not but... not
1: everybody would. I like to um, I like to remove insects from rooms non-violently. So he's written in to this talk show, and like the wording of the of the thing that he's written in stuck with me because you know obviously this is like the Conor Maynard yeah. thing where I couldn't take notes because I was driving, driving. Yeah, but... but but the the wording of what he said was amazing. Yeah. Was like so he was like so I I killed it, and then that night I felt I felt something like crawling up my leg, and. That's been happening, like, every night, but I killed it, like, four months ago.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. right. Um, I mean, to be fair, the fact that he killed the spider did upset my initial angle of attack on the insect ghost thing, which was that, you know ghosts i think the kind of like the, the the sort of common theme in ghost stories is they come back to finish you know this sort of unfinished business here, yeah he's right? a
1: spider he's I, a spider with a vendetta he's yeah, a that
0: being said because i was like what sort of insect has unfinished business <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah i mean my advice to him as we're doing it in the style of the tuesday Surgery. Yeah. My first piece of advice to him would be to clean his sheets because the crawling sensation could just be he's got bed bugs. Or
1: yeah, something. possibly or oh. just you know like people I feel that when I'm in bed sometimes yeah, like oh there's I've there's got, there's got like an itchy leg or something like like there's but the fact that eggs. <laughs> but there's this weird there's definitely this weird there are people who I meet who are obviously not particularly clever but ridiculously imaginative but yeah. Uh, they have that magical combination of, of a lack of, of, of kind of not necessarily cynicism, but the, the inability to critically evaluate their own thoughts. So they'll have a ridiculous, stupid thought and then go, sort of, yeah. seems reasonable. <laughs> yeah. And I need to yeah. uh, share that with everybody
0: I meet. Yeah, I should probably, I'd probably write in to someone about that, ask them for everybody. Yeah, because that's like, it is like a really odd way to, it's like, well... I, I keep feeling a tickly leg. And what could be causing the tickly leg? Ghost spiders. Ghost Ghost spiders. spiders. Ghost spiders. Yeah, exactly. Because that's just like a crazy... He's got a sort of... He's got a sort of... A theory of kind of causation there. Yeah. It was caused by me killing the spider. It's now being haunted by a spider. Yeah. Cause effect. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's very basic. You know, in its most basic way, he is almost following the scientific theory. Yeah. So, so, but, yeah. yeah, But he's
1: scientifically reasoning down a path which is really pretty stupid. (laughs) But but don't don't tell him that. Yeah. So That, that was... That went that that one made me chuckle. I was like, <laughs> "That's that's uh, just really weird." That's really really that's really awesome. weird. Um, another another one of the um another one of the things that was mentioned was there's a um there was a guy. It was like when I was uh, when I was a kid, I lived in I lived in this really this really weird terrace house, and it always felt quite spooky to me. So it was always in my room. It was always really cold, and and at night sometimes. I could hear people moving in the walls and like, 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 it sounded like people were running up the stairs but, but there was nobody, everybody, any, anybody running up the stairs and sometimes my mum and dad will come up to my room and say, stop running about in your room but I wasn't running about in my room and he spanned this really kind of long story yeah. about how, you know, sinister goings on in the house um, they ended up yeah. having to move out of the house through unrelated things, basically there was a fire in the house and it was found to be caused by an electric blanket being left on. He's like, but I always wondered what if it was the ghost, (laughs) which is you know, fair enough.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Well, no, but I get,
1: no, but, but I get the the leap of logic that comes there. If you've been living in that environment for a while as a child and those, those thoughts stay with you into adulthood because you have no way to kind of go back to that, that, that area and, and reevaluate it critically. But then the 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 woman the dj who was hosting the show was like you lived in a terrace house she said and uh, she was like what if it was people running or, like moving around in the you know the house next door and he was like oh yeah i would never thought of that well, that's probably what it was thanks a lot and they just hung up like st- uh, but he'd spent like 15 minutes telling a really chilling suspenseful story of haunting and yeah. she she was like You lived in a terrace house, probably just people, you know, running up and down the stairs. And he's like, oh, yeah, probably. Thanks. Bye. it just hung up, just straight up, like, I feel completely vindicated. Thank you very much. Everything's fine. Bye.
0: It's <laughs> like, oh right, oh like, yeah, So, so what, was, was he actually quite a good, like did he spin quite a good yard? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like I was I was driving, I was like, Whoa, this guy's telling quite a story. Like, yeah. but, like but the problem was
0: that he actually believed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then never- she
1: was and then she was like, You just live in a terrace house, eh? it's probably what it is. Like, oh yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no, you're
0: probably right. Bye then. <laughs> 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 oh, that's wonderful!
1: Like, uh, yeah, you have like all of these years, and he's like, "I don't really like to be in houses on my own now," and which is a bit stupid because I'm 34. So we're talking like what minimum 20 years? He's been living yeah. with this shadow hanging over him. And the, the DJ's like, "Oh, it's probably no, just the terrorist house."
0: Cause, I mean, I like, don't know about you, because that that was within about five seconds of yeah. you starting that story. As I was yeah. like, next door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somewhere next door. Because
1: that happens here. Because I think that the the next door to me. um has a an attic room conversion as well and because obviously the partition room at the wall in this room is probably recently made out of plasterboard so it's not particularly thick so i can hear them running up and down the stairs and sometimes that freaks me out because obviously our stairs must neighbor directly onto each other so it actually sounds like somebody's running up my stairs it freaked me out the first time but now i'm like oh it's just somebody running up the stairs next door but obviously he never he was never like I'm going to yeah. think about this properly because he was a kid probably but still the fact that he'd never really revisited that on thought about it and then this DJ said one thing and he's like oh, I've changed my mind completely was amazing
0: <laughs> he has seen the light yeah.
1: and then there was somebody else who was talking about a time when they went ghost hunting and um, they did the whole disclaimer thing where they're like we're not saying that ghosts exist but don't mess around with things if you don't know what you're doing because there could be powers out there from beyond your control blah 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 blah, blah. and i think that's reasonably responsible but then i was thinking about it but not really
0: because it's kind of like yeah all right
1: yeah no i think no i think that's responsible as a broadcaster to say because somebody's gonna do something fuck themselves up and then write in and sue them yeah so
0: yeah someone's going to do something and then think they met the devil and then kill their family yeah something like that
1: and it will be it will be free radio's fault.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. I get that. But so so
1: I was thinking about it in the car. So I'm almost oh. home at this point. And obviously, as I move away from Coventry, I lose the radio station because it's essentially local radio. Yeah. And I go to I put like a driving CD on, and I'm almost back in Nottingham. And I'm thinking about this. I'm like, if ghosts do exist, and you've got these haunted house houses where people go, and they're like, ooh, haunted house. Do you reckon they're the restless dead because we're constantly disturbing their rest <laughs> with, <talking laughs> with them? Like no, the reason no. there's all these angry poltergeists flying about is because loads of people go to where they're trying to chill and just mm. like mess with them. If there's someone here, give us a sign. I'm trying to chill out, mate. And
0: they, they, their sign is
1: "fuck off." Yeah, leave me alone and like get out, which is a common theme. Like <laughs> get out. I'm trying to chill. I've got yeah. some Endur on. I was it's... running an Entropic bubble bath. What are you doing?
0: Ghosts would listen to Enya definitely. I yeah, definitely. I about it, yeah. <laughs> Kate Bush. Yeah, well, yeah. I think mostly Enya.
1: Mostly Enya, just all like, Enya. Oh man, that's what purgatory would be like. <laughs> what music yeah, do you have? Just Sail
0: away on on repeat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sail away, sail away, sail away. What do you yeah. think of this music? I think it's. I think it's. Um, it's 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 not great. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Kind of, yeah, I think so, it's um, I think it's interesting, but you know, slightly derivative.
0: Sail away,
1: sail away. Enya is musical. You see,
0: I, yeah, I touch on this from time to time. I did live in Saudi Arabia for a while, and yeah. like, I have this memory of um, no there was that song and i think around the same time did sting have a song called desert rose yeah or something? that was yeah sting
1: was going through his there was that one album he released which was all like oh, i'm going going to the sahara i'm going to learn about the people of the sahara like, Yeah,
0: ba- basically my dad had that album on like cassettes yeah so i have a lot of memories of like driving around the, de- the actual desert with that sting album on did and, it like- work in that environment well, I mean, I I can't really say because I was like six at the time, and you the two really the two have it. become. Wait, like, I mean, just just by because I was in a desert with that music, the two things are just totally kind of combined in my mind. Okay. I can't I can't imagine one without the other. You
1: know? yeah, 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 I can I can kind of imagine you as a six year old being slightly cynical and listening to the old Grey whistle test though.
0: Well Well, I mean, that was the sort of music my dad was into. I yeah. think because like. Yeah, I think I think that's about
1: right. Just like like listening to sy- cynically kind of assessing like pop music from the early '90s, like this is what's this
0: as a six-year-old child. Yeah, as a six-year-old child, I don't think I was. I did yeah. own the Mr Blobby song. on well, you set. go, yeah. and and the soundtrack to the Lion King. I think.
1: Yeah, but the soundtrack to the Lion King is classic after classic. You can't deny that.
0: <laughs> well, I think now I might. <laughs>
1: careful! You're on shaky ground.
0: All right, okay, no, I think the Lion I think, King is beloved by many people. It is beloved by many people. I think I think it's a good kids' film. I had a friend. My question to you, Simon: Which which um, which Disney film has the best soundtrack?
1: Oh fuck! Um,
2: <laughs>
1: um, original soundtrack. What do you mean? Like like. like Soundtrack made up of songs performed specifically that song, like by, song. Art, by recording artists, or just like kind of orchestral score.
0: Um, yeah, you can do orchestral score. I still,
1: I, I, I probably have to. Ah, uh, maybe The Lion King. I would say The Lion King. Maybe I think the See music lot- for Tarzan's really good, but it's Phil Collins, and as an old school Genesis fan, I have to not like that by law. <laughs> right. Okay. Otherwise, See my lot- dad rings the alarm and they come and get me.
0: See a lot. Most people I find when I ask that question say "The Lion King," which is odd because the correct answer is actually for "Jungle Book."
1: Really? What
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the best soundtrack.
1: A lot of, lot but of for some pipes. reason, a lot people panpipes people... on the Jungle Book. Yeah, I suppose there are a bit. I'm not sure that, about panpipes as an instrument. Yeah, but
0: but that was before, like before we had Peruvian bands performing on every street corner in Britain. What's up with that?
1: That is an odd thing, isn't it? I think it's it's large. I think that's quite a Manchester-centric
0: phenomenon. No, I mean, I've seen it in I've seen it in um, other big cities. I've seen it in like London and Birmingham. Oh no, wait, yeah. There's like always there's two
1: guys, one's playing guitar, one's playing panpipes, and then they've got a backing track. They've, got, the like a,
0: they've the, got like they've the got like a like a terrible like bad synth backing track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why how's, like? Have you ever met a Peruvian person? No. I but you have. have, on several occasions, seen Peruvian bands performing on the streets of major British cities. Yeah,
1: I think the problem is, though, Jay, I don't have the racial sensitivity to understand <laughs> that I'm meeting a Peruvian when I'm meeting a Peruvian. I would probably <laughs> define them as some kind of Hispanic.
0: <laughs> really?
1: I just I'm really bad with races. You're I'm not you're, racist. You're just you're just just, bad
0: at working out which races yeah, which. Yeah, I'm bad at judging. If anything what. you're not you're the anti-racist because you can't tell the difference between yeah. from races. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm too
1: <laughs> ignorant to be racist.
0: <laughs> right, the errand of
1: mercy. We're too ignorant to be racist.
0: That's good. I like that.
1: I genuinely am like, like, like. If I was gonna draw a cultural map of the world, it would be very offensive to begin with. <laughs> but like, literally, all of Latin America would just be a block, and all of Eastern Europe would be a block. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that joke. That's not a funny joke. And maybe, like, see,
0: I wasn't gonna do that joke. But that is a funny joke. It's not a funny
1: joke. All of Eastern Europe be a block. Um, and I think it's because. I haven't really been to a lot of places outside of Europe, so it's really difficult. I haven't, I never really did the whole wandering student thing. So, so I feel like there are a lot of countries in Europe that have defined cultures for me because I've been to them and I've experienced them. But I, I'd, I'd struggle to tell, like all of the crazy different historic nations of the Middle East. I have difficulty kind of defining. I know Egypt because I've been to Egypt, but other than that, Jordan and Lebanon and all of those places, like, it's well difficult for me to go, oh, you're Jordanian. Yeah, I
0: think think that's a legitimate thing because they are all like Arabs and they all speak the same language. Yeah, but
1: also, if you mistake a Jordanian for a different Middle Eastern race, it's going to fucking kick off.
0: It might kick off, yeah.
1: Lot of uh, lot of bad blood going on in that part of the world. I'm not sure why. Lot of lot of lot of stuff kicking off for some reason. G. Yeah, it's all
0: that, isn't it? It's weird. <laughs> no, but, but, no, okay. But no, I, I I like that. I think to to I, I think uh, I think if anything, you're you're in a better position. You're not constantly going. Why are there Peruvian bands? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can, uh, I've,
1: I've probably met numerous Peruvian people I just haven't known. I've been like, oh, that guy seems Hispanic. He seems like a nice guy. He seems,
0: he seems like he's from, from Latin America. Yeah, he or, seems like, like he's it's Latin American. <laughs> yeah. he's, 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 that's he's, what you do. He's, like, he's probably like South American or like Italian or something. He's you know, he's he's South
1: American or some <laughs> kind of Italian.
0: Yeah, that's probably what you do.
1: no because that is slightly racist i'd probably just go he seems like he's south american and not be able to define it any more than that but that's only because i've not like researched those cultures right okay outside of indiana jones
0: right well for future reference peruvians wear like bobble hats with the ear flap things that's oh okay yeah (laughs) yeah yeah cool that that's the defining feature of Peruvians. That's
1: what well, all of them. Like they have to. They're made to wear those things.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of a bit weird. I mean, that's quite possibly that that like that whole situation's possibly a kind of racist
1: thing. <laughs> Slightly racist. See, that's the thing. I've found, the way they're I've...
0: forced to wear the hats, like thinking about it, I'm not sure I'm cool with it, no, but you know, that's <laughs>
1: Yeah, we have to. I'd like to see a Peruvian street band who are just like dressed in really suave street clothes from Urban Outfitters.
0: Yeah, just, just like two yeah.
1: two Peruvian hipsters just jamming out with a guitar and panpipes. <laughs> I'd be down with that. That'd It'd be cool. Permit. Um, talking of. Talking of Europe, we went
0: off some crazy ass tangent there. Well, 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 well. I don't know where we are. But talking, <laughs> we well,
1: well, where we where we are is somewhere near the Eastern Bloc, is what right. I was talking about. Talking of talking of Europe, I mean, we've discussed before the Eurovision Song Contest, which I am a I'm a big fan of, and you don't really like. This week, I was surprised to find that the current UK number one appears to be one of the worst songs from the Eurovision Song Contest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I was entirely out of like because basically what we do before the show simon like said says this is going to be my song of the week like you should probably listen to it so i know what i'm you know what i'm talking about because yeah. i'm in i unlike simon i never listen to radio one or anything like that as, as i was discussing to you before the start of the show yeah. this week is like essentially the first time i actually got around to listening to that song um call call me maybe yeah. which apparently has been in the charts for like the last half a year for the last ever And I just didn't notice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of where we are.
1: (laughs) It's kind of my shit music for terrible people. It's not really for terrible people. It's just I'm really surprised it's become so popular. Yeah. Um, It Um, started off on Radio 1 as a kind of a, oh, look at this music. It's so crazy. These people are crazy. And now it's the the, the, the number one in uh, the UK.
0: Yeah, now it's the number one hit single. And like, what, what's what's the what's the band and song called?
1: The band is uh, Sam and the Womp. Yeah. The song is Bomb Bomb. I'm <laughs> sure you've heard it. You,
0: well. I hadn't, so quite possibly our listeners haven't either. Possibly not. Like, I've honestly, like, n- until you li- sent me this song at the beginning of the show, I had never heard it before in my life in any capacity whatsoever, which is, like, I mean, at least with that Carly Rae Jepsen song, I had actually heard that before. I just hadn't yes. listened to it. <laughs> like, this song I'd never come across in any capacity whatsoever, and it's now the number one. And um, it's, it's really boring. Yeah. That's the main thing about it. It's it's an incredibly tedious song. Yeah. But it's not really a song, is it?
1: It's more of like it's more of just like the worst parts of Eurovision knitted together.
0: Yeah, because like I, I like he sent me Simon sent me this and I was like, where are they from? And I guessed some kind of Belgian was probably there was like some I I thought sort of French Belgian because it was just that sort of so disconnected from normal society that that seemed like the sort of thing Wallonians would go in for. Mm-hmm. So Simon looked into it, and um, where, where where is this um, crazy Euro pop band from? It's
1: actually, um, it's, it's partially ran by the son of a man called Trevor Horn. Music buffs will know Trevor Horn as the English record producer who basically invented the English 80s music scene. And his son, uh, whose name is Aaron, yeah, is a member of the band Sam and the Womp. And they are currently the UK number one with a crazy Euro Trashy song.
0: But the thing yeah. is, like, Euro Trashy songs generally sort of fast-paced and upbeat and yeah. kind of like, kind of like, kind of catchy. Yeah, like, I watched this... I watched the music video to this song like what all of like about forty five minutes ago. Yeah, and I really have no memory of it. Yeah, apart from that, it was
1: boring. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to tell you, Trevor Horn, big deal. Yeah. Like yeah. So he he used to be in Yes, who uh, you know, I'm a big fan of. You are a big
0: fan of Yes.
1: We, we've discussed this before. So so he played with Yes. In um, in hits like, you know, Big Generator, Nine O One Two Five, they're the more poppy um, yeah. songs by Yes. My dad's not a big fan, but I kind of enjoy them because they're a bit silly. Yeah, um,
0: I, I I don't mind them. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's um, he also won a Grammy for uh, producing "Kiss from a Rose" by Seal. Uh, Which he is, worked, you know,
0: probably it? one of the biggest pop songs
1: of all yeah. time. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, he worked with the buckles he's uh, yeah. worked with abc on the lexicon of love he's worked with frankie goes to hollywood he's worked so, with pet shop boys he's worked with simple minds he's worked with paul mccartney like he's worked with mike oldfield
0: yeah he, he's a big music guy and his and, son is, his son is yeah. not good at music yeah you'll
1: like him he's worked with bell and sebastian
0: I do like Belle and Sebastian. They're one of my favourite bands. There we
1: go. (laughs) Also, maybe a bit of a misstep for him. He worked with Tattoo. Remember Tattoo? With the the, the fake
0: lesbian Russians, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. but he worked with Tattoo in 2005. Bit of a, you know.
0: Was that when they were big? That was, uh,
1: well, they were big for about a week.
0: Yeah, because I remember being a teenage boy and watching them make out. Like, that's... But apart from that, I can't really tell you much more about them. Yeah, yeah, well, I think that was a higher appeal, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, he's been a busy boy, but his son, not, not so great. But apparently in the the way that the music business works is you fail upwards. So I guess, yeah. well done.
0: Well, I mean, I think essentially what's happened is that, like you say, his dad's a really big, he's kind of like, like worked for a lot of musicians, really big music producer. His son's cre- created a shit band. That yeah. plays an in- incredibly tedious music,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like that's the thing. Like most, when we do shit songs, terrible people, we, it's like they are terrible. But you yep. get why idiots would like, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's, this song, I'm
1: isn't just going to interrupt you for a moment. Trevor Horn co-wrote "Video Killed the Radio Star." Yeah, I think I knew that. Like. He also contributed to the album Slave to the Rhythm by approaching David Gilmore to play guitar on it. This guy's like the biggest mogul in
0: England. What I was going to say is like, there's no reason this song should be a hit apart from he's the son of a really famous music producer. And what his dad's done is said, my son's got this band. Do you mind if you play him on on, on your show? And he's
1: gone to Radio 1, hasn't he? Because they've been pushing it really hard.
0: He's gone to Radio 1. And they're like, Oh wow, it's Trevor Horn. We should probably do what he says because he knows a lot about music. And he's like, Yeah, um, there's this band. Do you mind? Um, I think they're gonna be big, you should play their song a lot. And they're like, Well, yeah, you know what you're talking about. And they've played his son's band. That's what's happened. Fuck G. Like The reason this song is number one is because he has a famous dad.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah? Yeah. I just, not, have I just blown your mind here? That's like, not
1: great, is it? That's no, obviously what's happened because obvious. there's no so, reason for it to be number one, and like, it's also a really elaborate fuck you because because he's not even tried.
0: Normally, at this point, I'd be I would say just please, you know, don't don't listen to the shit. So i terrible people, but I would say listen to this song. Yes. Because I think you can, oh, you have to listen to it. to just in, understand how incredibly bad it is. Yeah. Because, like, you even if you had heard it, you probably don't remember hearing it because it's so boring. It's yeah. It's you uh, can't dance crazy. to it. It doesn't have lyrics. It's terrible.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so it, it, has, yeah, I it
0: guess, has no merit whatsoever.
1: I guess Aaron. Aaron Audio. Trevor Horn's son. Good work. Good work. Yeah, good so work. Gone well. Got by Good work. You done. You done well. You done well. Your dad's. Your dad's helped you out well there. Good luck with with your your follow up singles, which I'm sure there will be many of. I'm sure we'll hear from you again. Speaking of people who are still doing crazy huge amounts of stuff, I was speaking to you about this before the show. You didn't realise that Rush are still actively releasing music, did
0: you? No, I mean I knew they were still around because, like, I know. I just didn't realize they were making new songs. I yeah. just thought that was unnecessary. At this you point. thought they were just
1: riding the comeback tour wave forever. Is yeah,
0: like, like, wave? like every other kind of aging rock band, they were just you know just doing yeah. just like stadium tours.
1: no, they' they're still pushing for musical relevance, like big, big time, big, big time they''re, they're
0: yeah, so they're, they're still writing stuff. Is A I load mean of stuff, man. The thing is, I don't think we can do this justice because I'm going to, i not being a fan of Rush, I'm going to ask, well, is it any good? And you being a fan of Rush will say
1: yes. So the, the, the issue is, I think they're suffering at the moment from, I'd say, 2002 onwards. They've been suffering from a bit of a red hot chili pepper syndrome in that they've realized there's one thing they do really well. And they've just been releasing that thing over and over again. So as a result, Vapor Trails, Snakes and Arrows, and Clockwork Angels, which are all their albums they released after two thousand and two, are pretty similar sounding and have lost a lot of the I mean, they're one of the they're one of the greats of progressive rock. I mean, they they made Twenty One Twelve, Farewell to Kings, Hemispheres, Permanent Waves, Moving Pictures, Grace Under Pressure. They're all like classic uh-huh progressive rock albums of the 70s and 80s but nice now day. they've kind of settled into this this rut of music which is it kind of sounds a bit like the good stuff they used to do but but i think there's only so much cool creative stuff you can do <laughs> before you starts. burn
0: out and just start releasing it. i think it's it's a it's a trap a lot yeah. of artists fall into i think also
1: if you have a look at the picture of principal guitarist Alex Lifeson uh, right. on their latest tour, which I'm going to send to you now, we're going to put it up on the uh, the Facebook page. That picture kind of typifies why Rush can't be cool anymore.
0: Right. Okay. I'm looking forward to this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because.
1: The Didn't soul he... is willing, the flesh is old and flabby.
0: <laughs> they've just fallen into the exact same track that every other Asian rock band have fallen into.
1: Because you can't do that for, for this long. They're doing they're, I think, to be honest, they're the rock band that are doing it the best because they've kind of not stopped being enjoyable. They've <laughs> just stopped being so amazing. And right. that's kind of all right. But, like, Geddy Lee, the front man of the band, has... He looks like an amazing uncle now. He looks like the kind of uncle you'd want. Look at look at this guy. He looks like the coolest uncle in the world.
0: <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he looks like the he looks like the creepy uncle who has loads of magic tricks.
1: Yeah, but but like but but look at him playing guitar. Look at him playing bass guitar. I reckon he'd yeah, have but look, like
0: a but look at his look at his collection of Doctor Who DVDs. <laughs>
1: See, I think the <laughs> problem. I think we're having a, a major problem here, G. I think that we're talking at cross purposes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, what I, I, you're I, describing yeah. still sounds like the coolest uncle in the world. I mean. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. I, I think we've realised that this is once again where we've had one of these differing points. That that's not a cool uncle. That that's 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 not an cool uncle. uncle.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, their drummer looks really pissed off that they're making him drum again. He's he is. Undisputedly, one of the best drums in the world. Like the main yeah, thing that like has always yeah, had for them, because, going for them.
0: Because he, like, he famously plays a ridiculous amount of drums. Yeah. Um, what, as a, as a, uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you think the arthritis is probably starting? I to get- think
1: also he looks like he was maybe in the middle middle of doing a rather large plastering project in his second home, and they're like <laughs> Neil, we need you to do, go come on tour on us. And he's like bloody hell, I've just started the left wall. Like he looks like. Quite unhappy that that he's he's having to tour again, and they've taken him out of his comfy chair in front of the
0: football. He, he, he's like refacing his house, and he's yeah. like, "So like, I need to get that wall finished before winter." Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's gonna start raining soon. Exactly. <laughs>
0: I'm halfway across bloody world. I like it. Is Neil Neil Pert's not from Preston. He probably he? Oh, he definitely isn't, he's but he totally cannon, looks like he is Russia Canadian, yeah. right? But for some reason in our minds, Neil Purd yeah. is from is from it's from somewhere. He's from like Blackburn. Yeah. Or yeah.
1: I will re- I will replaster a lounge, and now all of a sudden I'm in Reykjavik. What kind of a fucking job is this, Geddy? Geddy, what are you doing? Look, I'm trying my hardest here. I can't play the drums as fast as I used to. Just let me go on, finish me plastering. That's what it looks like. That's what that face says to me. <laughs> Definitely. And Geddy Lee's like, no, man, we've got to carry on touring, man. I have to hold on to the glory, man. You don't understand. Like right. Geddy Lee's basically like a lich who's only being powered by cr- progressive metal. But at this point, he's got <laughs> nothing else left. If he stops playing bass guitar, he turns to dust. <laughs> <laughs> See, they've, they've done they've done their best. But, yeah, they're, they're trying the hardest, guys. You don't need to release any more albums anymore. They're the third biggest selling band in the world.
0: Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, I I knew it was ridiculous. Somewhere like ridiculously up there in the yeah. list. Um,
1: Just guys chill let it go they celebrated their 30th anniversary with a tour in 2004 guys (laughs) it's fine you're amazing bow out (laughs) now because i'm worried that you're going to release a terrible album and and you're going to lose us
0: yeah and i'm kind of worried that neil pert's going to have a heart attack on stage (laughs) yeah
1: yeah Or he's just gonna punch one of you (laughs) because you won't let him finish plaster in his lounge.
0: He's gonna storm off in a huff. Yeah. Because they didn't put the the the, the pork pie cup of tea included in his rider didn't turn up.
1: (laughs) I said Melton Morbury, what the fuck is this? (laughs) I said Melton Morbury, this is pork farms, this is fucking pork farms. Miss Scotch eggs haven't got any eggs in
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bullshit.
1: <laughs> I asked for a scotch egg. They give me snack size. They give me snack size. <laughs> Basically what I'm doing now is a Peter Kay stand-up routine. <laughs> Which is it's, it's a place I've never wanted to be, but that's kind of what this has degenerated into. We started talking about Rush and it's turned into a Peter K stand-up routine. I don't like it.
0: I think it's enough. I, I think once we started doing the, the Lancashire accent, <laughs> the opera, it's time to bow out with grace.
1: <laughs> we should do what Rush don't seem able to do. <laughs> We should take our own advice. Oh. This has been episode 13 of episode, Errand of Mercy. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I think it went well, considering the inauspicious number.
1: Yeah, um, I think we did so all
0: right. We did all right. So, yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed. I'm sure you did. Please, if you enjoy the show as much as I have... <laughs> I enjoyed this show, Simon. So I have enjoyed really,
1: this show as well.
0: Uh, if you enjoyed it as much as me and Simon have, or even just partially as much, I'm still sure that's a pretty big amount. Uh, please. I'd
1: say that, that if you enjoyed it about 40 to 50% or more as much as we have, it's worth listening again. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. Definitely. <laughs> Less than that, this may not be the podcast for you.
0: It might not be. Yeah, please tell a friend, as I always say, rate it on iTunes, like, just 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 tell everyone. Tell your friends, tell yeah. your family, tell people you hate.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: they, yeah. They they might like it as well. You might yeah. you might find someone you never got along with before you should be like, listen to this podcast and podcast and then you'll like you'll realise you had a bond. Yeah, yeah. And because you know, that's what we do on this show, we bring yeah. people together. We try to
1: bring people together. That's our that's our errand of mercy.
0: But that is the errand of mercy. Because, you know,
1: we're too ignorant for racism.
0: So yeah, please enjoy the show and um join us next week. Yes.
1: Thank you very much. Goodbye. I said four four beats. Can't do anything more than four four beats anymore, Debbie. This is stupid. I'm not playing Farewell to Kings again. It's 2000 and fucking 12. I want to go have a sit down. And
2: the men who hold high places Must be the ones who start To mould a new reality Closer to the heart closer to the heart Blacksmith